And hello, hello, here I am, Len Tillum, the lawyer. And you know how I'm doing it. It's amazing. New technology. I don't need no stinking owners of radio stations. They can get lost. They can kiss me. You know where. They have made me crazy for years, you know? Do this, do that. Get out of here. It's my own show. It's our own show. So thank you for joining us. Here we go. Let's start this show. Sheldon in Fremont. How come you're calling a lawyer, Sheldon? Well, uh, I'm just giving you a call because I've been working at the same employer for about two years. What kind of a cha- what kind of a boss? What do you do? Uh, I work at Lowe's, okay, the, uh, hardware store. All right. And so I started working there the high school or the summer after I got out of high school, which is about two years ago, maybe like two and a half years ago. I started as a loader, got promoted to tools, and now I'm a cashier sitting there right now. And uh, the entire two years that I've been there. Uh, I got a sixty-one cent raise. How much I you make an hour now working as a cashier at Lowe's? Uh, right now, I'm making ten dollars and fourteen cents. And but why are you calling me? I'm calling you because. Uh, all right, so store policy says we're supposed to get a raise after our three-month review, which I never got. After if we get promoted, which I did get promoted to tools, and then every twelve months. I've been there for, what, two years and I want to say like three months. And uh, I was like snooping around trying to figure out what I got. And uh, what was it? And I, I ended up getting my three-month three raise, which was a 60-month raise, 61-cent raise. But Wait, then, did they give you a raise when they promoted you to cashier? No. And cashier is a promotion, right? It should be, yeah. Well... See, a store does not have to give you a raise. You do yeah. not have a legal right to a raise unless, let's say, it's, there's a contract, you know, like you're a union employee and under a collective bargaining agreement, you're supposed to get raises. Are yeah. other employees getting raises and you're not or you don't know? Yeah, that's the thing is uh, I got, um, what's it called? I got, what's the word, hired with my buddy uh, Jeremy and... Uh, he ended up getting, by the time he left, he's not even there anymore, but by the time he left, he had gotten three raises as opposed to my zero. Do you know why? Did you say to them, look, I got promoted to cashier. How come I didn't get a raise? Yeah, that's the thing, because the, the cashier thing is pretty recent. It was just a couple months ago. So what did they say when you said that to them? Basically that they couldn't help me. Did you talk to a human, you know, H&R? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing uh, so you can do. The, the most recent was last week, which is actually why I made this call, was last week I talked to my store manager because he just got back. And uh, me and him were pretty cool. I was waiting for him. So I asked him, and he was like, I can't do anything for you unless uh, your review's coming up. And I was like, well, isn't a review every 12 months? He says, yeah. And I said, well, I've been here for two years, man. How come I haven't got a single review? He yeah. said, go talk to HR. Walk over to the HR office. Uh, I talked to her, and she says, oh, is your review coming up? I was like, it should have come up about a year ago. We look it up, and my latest one, my two-year one, was like a week before when I was was talking to her. So now I'm sitting here saying, you guys never would have even told me when my review was. Did you get a good review? Yeah. Look, if they're not giving you a raise and they're cheap, you might have to go look for another job where they'll appreciate you more. Yeah, that's Now, are you right now is this any kind of discrimination like for example all the white cashiers get raises get raises and you were asian and you didn't get a raise uh are you a white guy 
No, you know, I'm a half white, half Persian, but that's that's the complete opposite, man, because a lot of the I think I might be the lowest ca- paid cashier in the building. I, I don't understand it. It doesn't sound like it's discrimination. It just sounds like and you got a good review, right? Yeah. You go to your boss and you say, Look, can go find another job first. Or go look around. Is it hard to find other jobs right now, Sheldon? Yeah, definitely. That's the problem, you know. To yeah. give your boss an ultimatum is not so good. But I, you don't have a legal right unless, has everybody else been getting raised? You know, you might say to your manager, try this. You say, look, or to human resources, look, I think this is discrimination. Everybody's getting raises, and I got a good review, and you're not giving it to me. What's going on? But the thing is, is that they haven't even given me a review yet. You're supposed to get it, but there's no law that says they have to do that, you know? Uh- Really? Sounds like you're working for a crappy employer. Start looking around for another job, Sheldon. Yeah, for sure. All right. Good luck to you. You know, you want to keep good, loyal employees? Yeah, treat them the way Lowe's is treating Sheldon. Good idea, huh? Chris in Monterey. How come you're calling a lawyer? Well, I have a problem with a bank, Len. The, um, I have a partner and on a commercial well, business venture, and uh, he closed our account, our joint account, and went and opened up a account on his own, and the bank is allowing him to deposit the rent checks from our property, even though it's made out to Chris and John. Wait, example. wait a second. What do you own with a John? Tell me that. Um, I own a. It's a school building. Okay, and so you own rental property. You're right. You own half, and the other guy owns half. A little bit. I own a little bit more than half. Yes. Okay, and what he's stealing all the rent and not giving you half? Is that what yeah. it is? I mean, I'm not going to accuse of him stealing right now. I haven't gotten an accounting of where the money's going, but the thing... Wait a minute, wait a minute. He is taking all the rent that comes in from the tenant and putting it in a bank account in his name, right? Correct. Yeah, forget this accounting. He's ripping you off. Let's go through it. It's not the bank's fault. Do not sue the bank. Your partner is ripping you off. Don't blame the bank. Your legal option is to sue your partner for your share of the rent. Right. Um, You... Has he been contributing more money, work, and other resources to the property than you have? In other words, is he taking care of the property and managing it, and you're not doing much, or are you doing more? I I mean, I was doing all of that, and then when he took it over, he hired a new landscaper. I was doing the landscaping, and he hired a new landscaper. I'm not getting paid for it, so... Is this building underwater? Do you guys owe more on it than it's worth? Oh, no, we have a, he's claiming it is, and I, if we could sell it, I have someone who will buy it, and we can make money. Okay, so it sounds like you want out of this business, and you might have to get a lawyer. You have to talk to him. Here's what you do. Save some legal bills first. Can you get him on the phone, or he won't even talk to you? Won't talk to me. Then you got to go talk to a lawyer, or send him a letter, and say, look, either we settle this, or I'm going to court, and I'm going to sue you in an action for partition. That's where, if two people own property together, and they don't get along, One can't say, I refuse to sell. You go to court, and the court will force a sale. And what happens is the court or a trustee takes over the property and sells it. Everybody runs up big legal bills, and the trustee takes a big cut. So once you file legal papers on him, his lawyer will say, hey, you don't want to fight this. Let's sell it. But you write him a letter, send him an email that he'll read and say, look, either we do an accounting immediately, or I'm going to file an action for partition. And I'm going to demand, here's a key word, contribution from you for the money you've been ripping me off from. Got it? Yeah, so the bank is not responsible. It's not the bank's fault, closing a joint account. What are you, crazy? Who is it easier and cheaper to sue, a bank or your dumb partner? 
Right. No, Forget. I, you Blame your... Is this partner your brother-in-law or some family member? No, not at all. You got a dumb partner who's ripping you off. Leave the bank alone. Go after the partner. Action okay. for partition and contribution. Got it? Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Teresa, what do you need a lawyer? You're in Walnut Creek. What's going on? Well, I, I'd like some advice. Um, my daughter, who lives in Los Angeles, called me today and believes that she will be getting um, issued a, a, a restraining order from um, a girl who is her same age, who she's known, I guess, for her through college. They're not friends. They don't hang out together. Um, they don't like each other. Why would this girl... Tell me the story. What's going on between these two women? Okay, well, this girl lives in San Diego, so she doesn't even live in the same town as her. And your daughter lives in L.A., you said? She lives in L.A. Okay. My daughter dated a guy for a very long time. They no longer date, but they are friends. And this girl had um, a thing for her boyfriend and would often text and interfere, try to interfere with that relationship. But your daughter is no longer dating that guy? No, no longer. So where does this girl, this woman in San Diego, come into the picture? Where? Well, on Super Bowl weekend, the kids all went, my daughter and a, several of her friends went to Las Vegas. Yeah, the kids, like my daughter goes to UCLA, they like to go to Las Vegas. I don't know what the attraction is. I'll tell you, the attraction is booze and running around and up all night. That's what the attraction yeah, they, is. They party. Yeah, they don't gamble. They, they definitely don't gamble. They, no, they don't gamble. And, and you know what else they do? They rent a room and then they put, you know, 22 girls or 22 boys and girls into the room together. Exactly. I've seen my daughter's Facebook picture. She had some Facebook pictures of the room. The clothing, it looks like her room at home. The clothing's all piled together. It's a crash pad. Exactly. They party, drink. I don't know if they do drugs or not. She don't tell me that. And that's, they all go to Vegas. Yeah, well, so that's what happened. She was there, and on Sunday, um, apparently this girl went there, was not invited, didn't go with friends, but went there. And during the course on Sunday, she kind of got in my daughter's way, was sort of bent over with her backside towards my daughter. And my daughter asked her to move. That didn't happen. And they got into a little shoving match. And that's all? That's all, a shoving match. And, and I said, did you hit her? And she said, no, Mom, I didn't. So where does a restraining order come from? Where I don't does... know. I have no idea. I cannot, I mean, I figure that this is, you know, childish behavior, obviously. My daughter concedes that she let it get. Wait, wait a second. The girl in San Diego. Right. Does she even know where your daughter lives? No, she doesn't. She's been calling her, the group of friends trying to get my daughter's home address, but um, has not been successful, so she thinks she's thinking that she can go to my daughter's work and have her served there. Does she know where your daughter works? She knows who my daughter works for and has looked up the address. My daughter does work in a secure building. Well, let's go through it. Okay. First of all, you can get a temporary restraining order, temporary against anybody if you're willing to BS on the declaration. Mm -hmm. If you go into court with a declaration that says, help, my life is in danger, this person wants to kill me, you know, and he's beating me up, whatever it is, if it looks like your life is in danger, even though the other person isn't there, the judge will order a temporary restraining order. It's called ex parte, without the other person there. You got it? Got it. Okay. If they get, if they actually get a TRO filed against your daughter, um, it's, she'll be served, and there will be a court date for when there's a permanent restraining order. You know, they're going to have a hearing. Okay. Your daughter needs to fight that because don't accept a permanent restraining order. It shows up on a police um, computer. Every time the cops pull her up, it shows up. If there's a permanent restraining order against you, you can't own firearms if you want to. And it can even come up on an employer background report. Okay. So... Until she gets a TRO, don't worry about it, okay? Okay. Do I need to hire an attorney? Now? No. 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 When, 
if she should she get the TRS? When she gets the papers, call me. Most of what's involved is filling out the papers, mm-hmm. appearing in court, and being reasonable. You know, and otherwise, this she's going to file it in San Diego, and your daughter can say, Your Honor, I'm in L.A. I never see her. Right. This makes no sense, and it's going to come on a, you know, on a background employer, but please, I don't want any kind of restraining order. Whether or not, are you a rich lady? No. You I'm... got five grand to spend on a lawyer for this nonsense? Oh, no. Yeah, so let's, you call me. If she gets served with a TRO, call me. We'll figure out how you can do it yourself. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Keith in Pengrove, what are you calling a lawyer for? Um, I went to an Alice in Chain show last night, and... Uh... And before we go in, they frisk you for, uh, you know, make sure you don't have any weapons or anything. Mm-hmm. And I had a video camera and a digital camera on me. And I told them before I went in just to make sure I didn't have to put it back in my car. And they told me it was fine as long as we didn't take a flash with the camera before the third song. So uh, about two songs in, um, I had my video camera up and I'm recording. And I'm down in the front row, and one of the security guys grabs me by the hood of my sweatshirt and starts dragging me out of the crowd. Yeah, big guys, right? Big guys. No, this guy was actually probably in his late 50s, uh, maybe 170 pounds. Yeah, but if you start fighting with him, six other guys will jump you, you know? Absolutely. Um, So anyway, you know, I'm trying to stay calm, and I'm asking him what's going on. And he's saying, you know, you can't have a video camera in here, and he keeps grabbed me by the hood of my shirt and trying to drag me out of and there. And you stayed calm, right? I stayed calm You didn't the entire say, time. get your hands off, you MF. You uh, know, that that was what I would like to have said. But, but I, you, you didn't. Know, Good move. You stayed calm. I, I mean, even though he's not a cop, it's like fighting with a cop. You're going to lose even if you're in the right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm there to have a good okay. time not to pick fights. Yeah, and... So you did smart what? Did they take your video camera away from you? Um, eventually, they made me check it, yes. Did um, you get it back afterwards? Yes, I did at the end of the show. Okay. All right. So you got nothing here. There's no case. Okay. Um, either the venue you know, or the band doesn't... They, they don't want you making a bootleg recording of the concert, and you don't have the right to do it. It's, it, it would violate the band's copyright. I understand that completely. That's that's why I asked before I right. went in. Right, so they made a mistake when they let you in there, but they gave you back your camera. They didn't throw you onto the street. You didn't get beat up. It worked out well. Let it go, and that's the story, all right? Okay. Oh, well, but on our way out, like when he was dragging me out, there was another guy recording. He just told the guy to shut off his camera. I don't know. I have and no that. idea. It doesn't matter. Let it go, Keith. No recording at concert. And there you go. We do the calls. It zips along. It's a pleasure to do it. By the way, you can always email me at lentillum at lentillum.com. L-E-N-T-I-L-L-E-M, like Mary. Lentillum.com. You can email me. We answer emails. I still work with four other lawyers. I've still got a law firm. We're still doing trusts and estates. I'm in Sonoma. I may not be on those stupid radio stations, but we're out there, and you can call me if you've got some crazy problems. Good show today. I'll be with you next time.